Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Under the Influence Podcast. Today I have on the amazing sister duo, Oasis. So for those of you that don't know, Oasis was founded by Scout and Maddie. And I've already had Scout on my podcast in the very, very beginning. Scout's just been a kind of a good friend of mine, somebody that we go and grab cocktails with. She's honestly a really big inspiration to me in the business and mental health community. And Maddie, I actually get to meet on this episode, which is amazing. They've had some pretty awesome guests, such as Heather McMahon, Lauren Everett's Bostic, and Vanessa Grimaldi. So I'm super excited to have them on. We chat a lot about really a bunch of different things. This was a kind of a really cool episode. It's very like conversational and kind of get down to some really cool aspects about social media and influence and just talking about Oasis. So I'm so excited to have them on. Excited for you guys to listen. So let me know your thoughts and let's get down to it. Hi guys, welcome back to Under the Influence. Today I have on my favorite duo, the ladies from OK Sis, Scout and Maddie. Hi. Hey, Whitney. Hello, hello. Oh my gosh. I feel like this is already going to be such a fun episode. So I adore you guys. Obviously, Scout and I, you know, have known each other for two years, maybe. Has it been two years already? It's something like that, right? crazy yeah because you were on my first podcast like a long time ago yes and I think that was right when I had just launched the agency or I was thinking about the influence movement or something along those lines but yeah I mean yeah so San Diego locals yeah yeah you were just about to launch your first influence conference like event thing yeah that so then yeah that was two years ago that's insane Oh my God. And we're now just becoming friends. This is and, and now we're friends. Basically, we're, we're already friends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, okay. You guys came together. Obviously, Scout, yeah. You were on my podcast right when it first launched. I was on Podcast by Scout. And now you guys have teamed up to create Oasis, which I feel like is just taking the podcast world by storm. I love you guys. Aww. I feel like I constantly am hearing great things about your podcast. So, what led to Oasis? So actually, it was kind of funny. I was in France on a work trip, and I was feeling a little bit uninspired and that I wanted something. And I had my own podcast, Podcast by Scout, and there was something just feeling really stale about it. And I remember texting Maddie, and I had this idea, and I was like, do you want to start a newsletter together? And she was like, oh, maybe. And then I was like, wait, do you want to take over the podcast with me? And then what was your reaction? Well, first of all, I'm a podcast aficionado. I've been listening to podcasts for years now. I'm, I can, I probably listen to four or five podcasts a day. I'm obsessed with them and the, and the medium. And I always felt a little distant. I, I, I didn't know I could ever be behind the mic. And I was like, what do I have to say? And would it be good enough? And yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, the the market is too saturated, you know, all the bullshit that excuses that you have when you're trying to enter a space. And I don't know, something, something just clicked in me. And I, and I, I had enough confidence to, to say, you know what, I, I do have an important message and our vibe together, I think is something really special and um, distinctive. And I think people could relate to us. But also funny story. The reason why I thought of bringing Mads on and doing this together in the first place was we went to the Ojai Valley and in spot for Maddie's birthday and we got massages and we drank like so much rosé and I was really short on podcast episodes so I was like hey do you want to go just record a podcast episode in the business center off my phone and she said yes and we had the most hilarious entertaining hour of our life (laughs) so much fun together yeah 
that's where the spark, the spark grew. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I mean, I've had so many great conversations over wine and I feel like, you know, I mean, I've even had a couple girlfriends that will come in and actually we tried, me and my girlfriend tried to do a social media recap actually on this podcast and we were drinking wine and eating pizza. And I think we actually recorded, ended up recording like two hours and we were so drunk by the end of it. And thank God the first one that we recorded was like solid. And the second one was a little, uh, it's a little all over the place, but you know, great conversations. They come from wine always. Those, those make the best podcasts though. Like Caitlin Bristow, she has a podcast called off the vine and all they do is just drink wine and you get the best reactions and secrets out of people. <laughs> yeah. But like it's sometimes when I drink wine, when we podcast, I end up like we were I forget who we were interviewing, but I was drinking wine. And then I ended up just like online shopping her products for like 10 minutes during the podcast. So sometimes I get a little, yeah, I was I get like, a little scalp, let's, uh, let's rain it back in. <laughs> She's like, I can't help it. It's prime day. It's happening. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what was the passion? I mean, besides, you know, you guys kind of like hooking up, you know, for, you know, Maddie's birthday or whatever, being like, oh, hey, this is a great idea. But like, what was the passion behind wanting to do this together because I mean, sisters too, I, lo- I already love that, but you know, you, it seems like, you know, one of you is in LA and I know Scout, you're kind of now what, living in LA full-time or are you still in San Diego? Oh, hell no, girl. I'm in San Diego. Yeah, girl. Anyway, so what, yeah, what was the passion behind all this? What made you guys like actually want to commit and do it? It's like a very tough question because (laughs) like Mads and I have always been close, but I mean, we're obviously at a different level of closeness now. I never thought about doing a venture with you or working with you. I think it honestly was just when I did podcast with you that one time, it was so fun and easy that it kind of sparked something in me, but I would have never guessed in a million years that we would do something like this together. Yeah, it was definitely something electric and not only was it a way for us to reconnect as sisters and grow our bond deeper. But I selfishly wanted an opportunity to reach out to all my girl crushes and invite them to chat with us for an hour. And that's, I think the best life hack is just get a fucking podcast and you can reach out to anyone you want and people are dying to come on your podcast. It is remarkable. And when, when other time in your life, can you reach out to someone and say, Hey, can I sit with you for an hour and ask you any question that I want? Who the fuck would say yes to that? You know? And so just get a podcast and you have an excuse. Dude, it hundred percent. Talk about like fucking networking opportunity, start a podcast, just fucking go for it. And I we're such, yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. Well, I mean like, yeah, I mean, even for us, like we, that's honestly too, like I was sitting down and I was like, wow, like, you know, like I really do want to have like amazing discussions about influence, but like, I want to hear from like these like insane influencers or like brand CEOs or like whatever. And I, and I literally did, I started pulling in like my idols and like started asking them like, dude, how did you start your business? What do you think about this? Like on an episode. And it Mm -hmm. was, yeah, it's money. I love it. Yeah. And I think we're just such naturally curious people, both of us, as we like to say in our little intro, we're curious minds and cultural observers. And um, I think just, it's such a special way to connect with people. It's so different than ever before. It opens up amazing opportunities to just be able to shoot the shit with girls that you have admired from afar. Yeah. And I love that. And I love, I don't know, your episodes too are just so, they're so easy to listen to. Like you guys are very just conversational and it's fun and it's easy. And I, I don't know. I just, I love it. Cause I think a lot of times too, you know, you podcasts, I mean, Maddie, maybe not you, but like, and maybe not you either scout. Cause you kind of were like an OG too, like in the podcasting world, you know, like before podcasts were like even a thing. But nowadays, everyone just like fucking starts one. And some of them, like, I'm not going to lie. There's some of you out there and it's fucking painful to listen to. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, like, there's just the same questions over and over again. And I mean, I even kind of got that response too from our listeners where it was like, okay, I need to start changing it up a little bit. People actually want to hear a conversation rather than just 20 questions. But exactly. I don't know. You guys just seem to have, you know, a secret little formula going on over there. 
Oh, well, thank you. We try. I think it's mostly in our relationship. I think we didn't start this out being, I mean, we, we started it out saying we wanted to be around women and we want to only interview female guests. But I think what happened and what kind of played out over the first five to 10 episodes was we found this very interesting dynamic between the two of us. And we've really been able to kind of play that dynamic up. But also I think something that I made sure that I wanted in the podcast was I, although we are very playful and silly, I also want it to be substantive and make sure that our listeners are informed, whether that's by bring a new product or a new meditation app or a new philosophy or learning about a new guest or one of our guests and what they're doing in their lives and, and tips that they have, you know, delivered on the, on the podcast. It's just, I, the types of podcasts I love are ones where I feel obviously entertained and are, are amusing, but I feel like I gained something and it was worth my time. So that's something that was really important to me early on. It's not just some like just trite conversation where we're just kind of fluffing around and not taking it seriously. There is a purpose to every episode and there is a driving force and, and a, and a, and a lesson to be learned. I think that was something really specific that we um, intend on. I love that. And I love that you said that you want to walk away and feel like you took something with you, whether that was like a new product or a tip or just a great story. I I think that that has so much weight to it. And I I just love that. I think that's very purposeful and driven. So, yeah. So tell me a little bit about, you know, first off, you guys have had some amazing guests and I don't want to be like, pick your favorite guests, but tell me some of like the best episodes that you guys feel like you've, you know, you or which guests that you love to have on. Okay. We can say who we fangirled the most. (laughs) Um, for me, it was Heather McMahon. I think for both of us, it was Heather McMahon. Yeah. She's a comedian. We are obsessed with her. We could not believe she came on our podcast. (laughs) An incredible Instagram presence. Um, she's unapologetically herself. Like, so uh, just, it is the the only Instagram at the end of the day that I look up to watch her stories from the whole day. Like the only person I will do that with. And um, she was so delightful and gracious with her time. And obviously just la- we were crying laughing the entire time. That was a big fangirl moment for me. And I think another one was Shawnee Darden. She's a celebrity esthetician responsible for faces like Jessica Alba and Rosie Huntington-Whiteley. And that was a huge get for us. And she was just, oh. Daddy was like freaking the fuck That was out. the first person that I was like nervous, like straight yeah. up, like about to throw up because I'm obsessed with her. I was nervous about Pia Robio, who's the designer of LPA, the label at Revolve, because I've been following Ooh. her for like seven years now. Yeah. Um, and then obviously my business idol, Lauren Everts Bostick, was amazing to have on. She's always a gem. Yeah. Always. Our San Diego girl, right? Yeah, she's amazing. And then we've had on Vanessa Grimaldi from The Bachelor, which was super cool. Oh, that was, you were fangirling hard. I was fangirling hard. (laughs) I mean, we're huge Batch Nation participants, and Vanessa was so, oh my God, just so willing and and like down. We were in her fucking hotel room. Like it was, yeah, it was great. That is the greatest. I love that. So tell us like one of your best stories from like podcasting together. Like what's like either the craziest shit that's ever happened or just like a great moment from starting OKSIS. I think being in Vanessa Grimaldi's hotel room kind of makes it funny, but she was like on the bed. We were on the couch. There was like shit everywhere. We were like rebel. We were like bowing down to her. Yeah, yeah. I think a, one one moment that really stands out and kind of gives me the cringes as I uh, think back to it is when we were first starting out, we didn't our our SIM card. Oh God! Didn't uh, SIM card or SD card? Whatever the fucking card is. It, it uh, <laughs> ran out of space in the middle of an episode. Oh shit! And we didn't have a backup, and so was it our first? Guess? It, was, it was our second it guess? It was like our second guest. And Scout had to run to CVS while I just like schmoozed with the guest. And it was so embarrassing. And it obvi- we looked so unprofessional. I mean, she was so 
patient with us and was, it, I mean, it couldn't have been a better person for this yeah. to happen to, but still we were mortified. <laughs> um, and that now to this day, we like, anytime we record one thing, even though it's like six things or whatever, we make sure to remove it from the SIM card. It's just like little things like that, where you just learn along the way. It's, it's things that you, you can't anticipate, but in the moment you have to be cool and collected and just keep on, on going. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, that's, I can totally picture it too. Cause I mean, like I've had my moments where like legit, there was this one guest and my microphone broke. Oh my God. So I was like, Hey, look, uh, we're doing this off the old Mac recording, uh, system. Not sure how it's going to turn out, but I know my editor's a saint. I know he can probably fix anything. So we're going to roll with it. And they're like, oh, I've never done a podcast like this before. And I was like, you should bet your ass you haven't because this is You just got to like roll with the punches and just keep going. Yeah. You got, yeah, totally. That's amazing though, dude. I love that you guys went to her hotel room. I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty epic. And I love Vanessa. Who doesn't love Vanessa? Mm -hmm. She's She's so pretty. (laughs) That is (laughs) I love that. So let's go ahead and dive into kind of our bread and butter of this podcast, kind of the whole influencer movement and everything that's happening in the digital space. So I love to kind of ask people, number one, you know, what does influence mean to you? And number two, what the hell do you think about the fact that, you know, now digital marketing and advertising is all about influencers and it's all kind of based around social media. So number one, what do you guys, what does influence mean to you? You know, that's a really tough question because I don't, you know, I used to do a little bit of blogging for a little bit. So I identified a little bit more clearly as an influencer back then. But now as a podcaster, I don't, I don't view Maddie or is it Maddie or me? I don't view myself, whatever. My husband's going to kill me for getting that wrong. Um, (laughs) As as necessarily influencers, um, even though we have a social media presence and we have this public platform, I think something that we attempt to do with every podcast is to inspire women to kind of, you know, as Maddie said, either discover a new beauty product or figure out how to run a business. So our main mission is to inspire women to kind of come together as a community. Um, I don't know, would you consider yourself an influencer? Absolutely not. So I kind of, I have a lot of thoughts on this. So I'm so excited that we are on your podcast with me (laughs) and that you have a podcast called this because I think it's unfortunate that the word influencer has a lot of, I think, negative connotations a bit. And it seems a little taboo just because there are a dime a dozen. And it seems like this saturated again to kind of bring up that, that word. But if you really break down the, the word influencer and influence, I think it's someone that has cultivated a community. And an influencer, effective when they've tapped into the needs of their community and they truly listen to them. So in any business, I mean, look at a successful business, it's in their best interest to be hyper aware of who their customer is and what they want from your product and to reiterate and to be ferociously listening. And I think an influencer is the exact same way, can parallel in that way. They are their own product. They are their own business. And that's just developed over obviously as social media has developed and it's going to be, there's going to be a new type of whatever we want to call it in 10 years. Like this type of, this is not a new phenomenon that people are influencing others to purchase things or to follow things. Like it's just a new medium. It's just a new medium and it's a new way of expressing that. And I think it gets a bad rap sometimes um, because it might seem a little superficial or might seem surface level. But I think there are some specific influencers, at least to me, that are changing that. Like Mm. Olivia Perez, Bianca Valle, who we interviewed um, on our podcast, Hannah Bronfman, like they're developing content that seems incredibly personable and it is apparent that they have their followers' best interests at hand. And I don't know, to me, some, some influencers may be a bit preachy and distance and they're exhibiting a lifestyle that isn't attainable. Um, but this group of real women that I just listed gives me a little more hope for the influencer landscape. But at the same time, like I was thinking about this today and yes, I think there is a, like a resurfacing of influencers that have a very personable and 
vulnerable and very distinct message. But I also think there's a huge marketplace for the influencer that is beautiful and just wears cute clothing and goes on. Oh, there's a huge market. You just look at Revolve, their entire marketing strategy is based off influencers in beautiful places, which is, I cannot believe that is still going on. I'm not diminishing the... the market i'm not diminishing the market of influencers obviously there is one and it is lucrative yeah what i'm saying is personally when i see a revolve girl i don't follow any revolve girls just because i don't feel personal connection to them i don't feel like their lifestyle is attainable for me and i don't i don't feel relatable and i think there are groups of influencers that are trying to tap into more of the relatable space and that's kind of where i live and i admire that 100%. And I think, I mean, I think you both knit it, hit it with the nail on the head in that, you know, you have, I mean, I look at San Diego influencers kind of the same way in this like revolve aspect, right? Like there's a dime a dozen, a lot of them use the same preset. They're doing all of the same brand advertising and things like that. But yet we all still follow them. You know, there's still girls that get super excited when an influencer walks in our the our office doors that are within that kind of like little like I, I don't want to call it a click, but within that group. But then I'm also on the same page too, where for example, and you know, Scout, I feel like you can kind of be there right with me. But then like I look at Lauren Everett's Bostic and she's pretty, she goes to these pretty places and things like that. But the thing that keeps me coming back to her every day is that she has this realness. And for some reason, it is so easy for me to relate to her on just different levels. Like even when she talked about like her mom and the fact that she talks about boob jobs, she talks about plastic surgery, you know, she talks about, you know, joking around with her husband all the time. Mm -hmm. So I, I completely agree on both ends. And I think it's even interesting that you both have, are so in tune with it that you're starting to actually demonstrate create demographics for influencers. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I just need a little more depth. I think that's what the mate, what it, what it boils down to all the, all the quote unquote influencers that I follow are focused on either like mental or, um, brain power and, and more like intelligence driven and are looking not just for that pretty photo, but something something substantive behind the photo or behind the high fashion that they're, they're portraying or behind, you know, it's not just like I'm at brunch and hashtag sunny Sunday, or, you know, it's, I just don't have any like emotional connection to that. And yes, there is something to be said about a beautiful photo and it's fun and great. But to me, I want, I want to feel like you're a human being and I want you to have vulnerability and I want you to promote some sort of mental clarity and strength rather than just this pretty photo. Then that's just me. Also, and some people are different. Something that you bring up, Mads, which I think is really important to talk about. Whenever we talk about influencers, we talk about the influencer influencing the audience, but the audience has a choice as to who they want to influence them. And I think we forget that a lot of times and we follow people that don't make us feel good or that are popular and famous. So we feel like we need to follow them, but you have the total power to pick who has influence over your life. And that's why I don't follow any Revolve girls. <laughs> <laughs> and um, no, I mean, I love your question. Favorite uh, social media hack. Mine was unfollow. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's we, great. We love to unfollow over here at OKSIS. If it doesn't give you pleasure, like Instagram is supposed to be pleasurable. If it doesn't bring Dude. you pleasure, just fucking unfollow. It's like, I just, it is, why is it so hard sometimes to unfollow? Dude, I, yeah, I'm all about that mute button. I turn people on and off mute constantly. Mm. And I mean, maybe that's why my engagement is always such shit. I don't know, but it's fine. (laughs) Self-care, self-care. Oh, dude, I don't give a fuck anymore. It's like after this last Instagram algorithm, I had a client call me today and he goes, he's like, you know, he says, Zara, our following got hit a little bit. We're a little slow this month. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll send you a couple articles, but essentially we're still like learning the algorithm. Right. And he goes, yeah, he goes, eh. he's like, I don't really give a shit. He's like, as long as we keep growing and you keep doing what you're doing, he's like, we're all good. And I was like, thank God that there's other people out there in the world that actually get it too when it comes down to business and marketing, because isn't it so scary that our whole, like 
not even live. Well, yeah, livelihoods and business is on Instagram centered around an algorithm that is out of our control. Like that yeah. makes me terrified. <laughs> Dude, you know, it's, I mean, again, this is kind of why, like, we also wanted to create this podcast is because if you think about it, it is so fucking insane. And, yeah. you know, I mean, like, I've, like, I, I sit here and I kind of joke around that, like, I rant about it because there are times when I absolutely do rant about it. But I've also built, like, my entire career, my income, everything off social media. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I always ask people too, and we'll get to this question of like, where do you see social media going? But I really do think that, you know, Instagram's like heavily used right now. It's like the number one social media minus Facebook because gener- it's, let me, let me back up. Generationally speaking, Facebook is still number one, as in there's everybody is on Facebook, but the m- one that is most used and most utilized is Instagram, right? Mm. So it's just, you know, it's, it's kind of like you said, it's, it's super terrifying that we're, we're basing our businesses and things like that off it. I mean, it's also incredibly helpful when on the marketing scale, but I don't know. I think it's going to have a little bit of a reckoning, dude. You can't manhandle people like this, especially, you know, without causing, I don't want to be like causing a, like a revolt. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. We, all, we, we stake a revolution again. <laughs> we all go on strike. Fuck Instagram. No, but you know what I mean? Like, come on. Like there's, and I honestly, I think when it all comes down to it too, you know, you have to remember that, you know, they created Instagram to be a social community, to be a peer to peer connector. And now they're losing out on a shit ton of money from number one, you know, brands interacting with influencers and Instagram and Facebook aren't getting a little cut in the pie. But also too, you know, people are leveraging this as as a business. So now it's turning from the social community to literally a corporation that's, you know, that has to manhandle people. It's so interesting. Yeah. There's also what they've done a really good job of is Instagram has completely gone into our psyche. So half of our identity lives in that app and we're so intrinsically tied to that identity that without it, we don't know how to run business. We don't know how to run social groups. We don't know how to navigate social events. We also or, don't know how to be ourselves. We don't know how to be ourselves. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, it's the re- people are like, oh, one day Instagram will go away. But I'm like, but the thing that Instagram has so successfully managed to do is that just like our phones, like we can't do mm-hmm. anything in today's modern society without our phones. We really can't do a lot without Instagram. 100%. And I actually want to touch on this with both of you because- Scout, me and you talk about this constantly, right? Like the mental health impact of social media and how like, you know, like I've even like told you, like there's, it's so easy to start that comparison mindset. And I even told, you know, I'm like, it's interesting to see the studies that come out about, you know, just social media and how it does impact you and your mood and things like that. But tell me a little bit about like the way you guys feel social media impacts your mental health. You know what? I actually was kind of reexamining this for myself today because Um, Mads can tell you I am very out of touch with current events and pop culture. And so to make an effort, I followed E! News. And um, (laughs) it was a a requirement to be on our cases. She never knew what the fuck I was talking about. (laughs) That's fucking great. I was sitting there for like 30 minutes looking up pictures of Gigi Gorgeous's wedding because it was on Instagram. And 30 minutes went by and I just felt like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? So I'm unfollowing E! News because I just get so trapped into all of these things that at the end of the day, don't make me feel good about myself, have nothing to do with me. And I just get so sucked into the vortex. So, and, and ever since I started following E! News, I found myself scrolling on Instagram more, just mindlessly trying to shut my brain off at the end of the day. And that's not, I don't want to use Instagram as a way uh, like an escape route, if that makes sense. I want to use Instagram to connect and, but I don't want to use it as a rabbit hole. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I've been trying to actively break this habit, but there's, there's like sometimes during the day in the office when I'm like running around that almost there's this, like, it's almost like a knee jerk reaction where it's like, I'm about to go do something. So I pick up my phone and I walk across the office and as I'm walking across the office, I'm scrolling. What I'm looking at, what I'm doing, like you said, is completely mindless. There is no need for me to be picking up my phone and looking at Instagram while I'm walking across the office. Literally less than 10 feet. 
Like there's no need for that. And it's, it is, it's just, I, I even see that too. And it's so interesting how you talked about how it's now a part of our psyche and it's a part of our routine and it becomes something. And it is, you know, it's, it is so scary. It's scary that we feel like we can't leave the house without our phones, you know, or, you know, even function without Instagram. Yeah. I remember during Coachella, I deleted my Instagram app because I was going to get a lot of FOMO. Just instinctively, the, right after I deleted the app, my thumb would go to where the app was when I pick up my phone. And it was like, now it was Uber or something. So my Uber <laughs> just like, whoa. Like it wasn't even... It didn't even matter what was there. Like, I was just like, my mom just went there. Like muscle memory. It was wild. It was wild to observe. And you know what? After those, like, four days, I didn't, I actually didn't miss it. It was, it was really strange. Yeah, it's become a pretty mindless activity for me as well. Um, And I think I, I've made kind of like a pact to myself. Like, if I'm just scrolling just to, like, get, to the end of the feed, I'll just stop. Cause I'm, it's, there's not, I'm not even, nothing is even going in my brain. Nothing is, nothing is sticking anyways. And I think I, I want to use it more now to either like look things up, to gain inspiration. I also love dance videos as we talked about on our latest episode of Okay Sis. I'm like obsessed with watching dance videos. Um, but things like that, are, are useful and fun. And I think we just need to revert back to its original use, which is pleasure, which is just simple mm-hmm. pleasure and amusement. And that is and def- connection and connect. Yes, of course. And connection and, and, and friends and making those social, social, uh, connections. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I think we all, we all feel it taking a toll. And I, I also like to, I follow certain accounts that address mental health in a really healthy way. So Girls Night In is a really good account that helps you kind of stay grounded. And it's a digital community that is both giving you like tips on how to have fun nights in and take more time for yourself and all the yada yada self-care bullshit that's very trendy right now. But you know what? It's important. Like it's, I think I wouldn't have had such a rigid self-care routine if it wasn't for things that I saw on Instagram and, and tips that I had discovered there. Yeah. And I like how you talk about it as being like a source, you know, because I, I love that you, you know, like you're like, yeah, we just need to take a moment to rem- remember, like it needs to get back to that point of just being like, pleasurable. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I do the same thing. I think, you know, and again, coming from my marketing brain, like that is how I find out about new restaurants. That is how I find out about new products, you know, whether it's from an influencer or it's a targeted ad, whatever it is, like there are new things that are out there that are super helpful. But it, you know, again, like anything, it's, it's that balance and it's becoming harder and harder to find that balance with it. Because it is so, it's it's just woven into our daily lives now. Yeah, and I love that discovery aspect. And that's definitely something I think we all use it for. But there's a law of diminishing returns, right? If yeah. After too many choices, after too much content, it's negligible. Nothing that you see is ever going to like go, like be useful to you. So it, yeah, as you said, it's a balance and it's a figuring out when too much when it's too much, you know, when it's too much for yourself, know your boundaries. And that takes a lot of self-introspection. And I don't think a lot of people are willing to take the time to do that. Totally. So let's just go next to this question, but you know, where do you guys see not just Instagram, but all of social media, you know, like we're, we're seeing that, I mean, from the brand perspective, we're seeing that LinkedIn is having a moment, obviously YouTube videos, always going to be king you know, you have Pinterest that's kind of popping off for different people and circulating a large amount of traffic. Where do you guys see all of this social media going? Well, what I love about where social media is going is that there's really a social media channel for every different type of personal expression. Yeah. So there's videos, you said, there's aesthetic Pinterest, there's, you know, more company-based oriented LinkedIn, there's audio, there's pictures. And I think that that's just going to continue to grow. There's just going to be different mediums that allow people to tell their stories in different ways and 
everyone is so different and have different ways of communicating and expressing themselves that I think that we're going to see in the next 5, 10, 20 years, you know, podcasting is having a moment, more things having a moment where people are finally like, oh, this is the app that kind of fits really with the way that I want to portray myself to the world. Like we found podcasting and I prefer podcasting over Instagram in my opinion, because it's just a better medium for me to express myself. So I think that we're going to start seeing a lot of different ways to get content out there. Um, I think that the big players like Instagram and YouTube are here for a very, very long time. I don't, you know, people are like, is Instagram ever going to go away? You know, I, I don't see it going away anytime soon, but I do see new apps coming out and new mediums coming out that allow people to express themselves in the unique way that they kind of see fit. TikTok. No, we're not on TikTok. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're, tra- we're trying to tap into the Gen Z market. We signed up for TikTok. We signed up for TikTok and we did not make one video. We need to do, we need to. It's, was, so, it's like the new Vine. Dude, I know. I was invited to, my friend's going to kill me. But I was invited to this party and there were all these TikTok influencers. And I was like, am I old? Like, is that yeah, what's happening? That is- that's what's happening. That's we are old. It's the new, uh, the new generation. Damn, dude. Now I like have so much sympathy for my fucking parents. Like, <laughs> I'm like, no, like, absolutely not. Like, no. And then, you know, it's just, it's gonna, it's gonna become overwhelming and I'm gonna have to download it and see what all the buzz is about because exactly. that's, that's life. So, okay, what top things are you guys obsessed with? We're talking social media. Are you guys, I mean, obviously you guys are, both are very into the podcasting world, but is there any type of app or presets or bloggers or websites that you guys are just drooling over right now? Presets. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I don't know what happened to me, but I, Maddie was like this. I don't use any filter. (laughs) Yeah. But then I discovered presets and Scout thinks she's above me, but she doesn't know that, um, (laughs) Visco is a preset app. She literally was like, I only use Visco. I'm like, that's a fucking preset, Scout. <laughs> I don't think she knew what a preset was. It's just a filter. Like, let's stop calling it by this, like, pretty name. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, no, I downloaded Lightroom. It's just this whole sh- this whole thing. And I just started playing around with it because it's, it's so fun. Like, it's just a fun way to brighten up your photos and to make it more lively. Like, I I. I don't think I, I use it or it doesn't, do my photos look like they're like highly, highly edited? No, they don't look highly edited, but you can very clearly see the when I started feed <laughs> as to when you started using presets versus yeah. when you didn't use presets. They just make everything look better. Why wouldn't I want that? You and I have very different Instagram aesthetics though. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally just stalked you, Maddie. And I, you know. Can you tell? I, I mean, no. I mean, like, here's the thing. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I'm, I'm honest about it. It's like, okay, it looks like, I think my feed looks awesome. And I just want all the colors to be, to be exuberant. You know what Matt's really good at, Whitney? What? Instagram stories. Holy shit. You're so good at them, Matt. Yeah. Dude, I, I, yeah, well, okay, sis's stories. I'm like, holy shit, do they have a team of like 18 people running this? No, that's just Mads. It's just me. It's just me. Yeah, I think my favorite is the current fixations. That's like my, that's like my thing. Yay. Okay, I love, I'm glad you said that because I've been double, like second guessing myself. Why? I, again, like what you were saying where you're like, you're, when you're providing like straight up value like that, like, that, like that, like that, like literal fountain of like just new shit that's coming up. Like whether it's like a person or an app or a podcast, like that's like, that's the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I have a good app. I actually haven't talked about it. I was going to talk about it on our podcast. Um, it's called Wobot. Scout, you'd really be into this. It's like a mm-hmm. mental health robot essentially i know it sounds really creepy but just hear me out you go on it and it asks you what your mood is at the moment you tell them and it's extremely intelligent and i think there's obviously some ai but it just kind of walks you through like if you're anxious it'll ask you to write out the three 
things that you're anxious about, then it dissects each thought and kind of adds a like psychological element to it and helps you kind of get through those anxious thoughts. And let me tell you one time I was, I was just like so desperate for something. I was in the middle and I was in the middle of like a really important time. And I was like, I'm so anxious. Like, I don't know what, what tools are at my disposal. And I went on this stupid little app and it really helped. That's interesting because I use Mood Path, which is um, like a mood diary app. And I log yeah. my mood three times a day and it asks me a set of questions. And then it tells me to rate my mood. It doesn't necessarily give me actionable steps to like get out of an anxiety or depression funk. But what it does is every two weeks, it gives me like a doctor's report of my mm. mood so that I can track where I fluctuate up and down. Oh, we love good data analytics. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, both of those are so cool. I just literally downloaded both of them. How do you spell, and then how do you, can you spell both of them, guys? Wobot, how do you spell Wobot? W-O-E-B-O-T. Okay, perfect. I mean, I love stuff like that, especially because like I've been noticing, so one of the things I've been kind of like helped, like really trying to get clear on and like with myself is where like my anxiety like stems from. Like I remember- I mean, like normally, like when I drive to work, I'm like, holy shit, like, oh my God, it's Monday. Like I'm going through like my schedule. I'm like, you know, kind of like already starting like this, like anxiety is like already like kind of starting to build. Mm -hmm. And then like the other day I like drove to work again, similar situation. I was like, I am so calm. I am so at peace. Like I'm so happy with where I'm at. And I kind of was like, wait a minute. These are like two very similar situations. And my moods are like so starkly different like what is happening like what why 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 what like what affected me like that made my moods this different and I think if you don't stop and actually dissect those and again introspect and be able to articulate what may have caused each each moment then you're not going to be able to balance that in the future. Like that's a huge thing for me is like, I, I have been feeling really not present lately. And I think it's because I, when I'm, when I'm really anxious or depressed or, or, um, you know, challenged, I don't, I'm, I run to a positive thing. Like I'm like, okay, let me make myself feel better. Let me do that. Whereas why don't you just sit with your thoughts and understand that it's okay to be sad? Like that's a fucking human emotion. Like instead of judging yourself and instead of, you know, just being, being, you know, you need to run to the next positive thing and and fix it. Why don't you just sit in it, honor it and be like, okay, this is how I feel. That's great. Let me kind of sit with this, see why this is stemming. And then it eases up a little bit. Like that's, that's what's so frustrating. I think it's, but, and again, this kind of goes back to social media. Like I, when I'm sad or something, I run to it just to, it's like a, um, instant gratification. It's not sustainable in the long term. And I think we just all need to be like, okay with being sad sometimes just kind of honor it instead of judging it. And that's a huge, that's a huge thing I'm working on right now. I have so many thoughts about that, but that could be a whole nother part. I know. I feel like we have mental health. I love it though. I mean, I'm... Yeah, but like, I mean, it goes hand in hand with what we're doing, right? I mean... I, I, I mean, I've totally fell in love with Scout because she was so transparent about, you know, her mental health and what she was going through. And, you know, like, I mean, everyone talks transparency and things like that, but there's a lot of things out there where like, you know, it's not, it's not just social media, you know, like I grew up with a mom with severe anxiety that like, didn't realize that, you know, like alcohol was causing her anxiety, the way her life was, was causing her anxiety. She just thought that's how she was, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, we all kind of grew, you know, like there's, there needs to be more education about it. There needs to be, these things need to be discussed and talked about. And also too, like what you said, like taking a moment to really analyze what the fuck is happening so that you don't feel like you're psychotic or you don't feel like there's something wrong, but just to understand that, Hey, you're human. And like, you need to process this shit and you need to, you know, figure it out and work with yourself and grow with yourself. Like those are very important things, you know, that honestly too, I mean, I, these things haven't, I mean, we haven't been having this kind of education or discussion, you know, when our parents were kids, it's all very, very fairly new. 
Yeah. I also just want to add, as someone who lives with a mental illness, Mads, take a shot. I'm about to tell everyone that I'm bipolar. Um, <laughs> like, I feel like that that method is super honorable and great, but for a lot of people with mental illnesses, like, they're feeling depressed and anxious for no reason at all. Like, yes, there are certain triggers, but they have such disproportionate reactions to their life. And even when they solve a life issue or figure out the root of the cause, they still are left with depression and anxiety. And so I think that's also something that people don't talk about and something that I like to bring to the forefront. Um, just in case someone is listening to this, who's like super struggling with a mental illness and can't figure out why they can't figure it out. If that Totally. And I mean, again, that's why, I, that's why I love talking to you because it's, you know, it is, it's, these things need to be discussed. You know, you, we, like you said, if there's somebody out there and they're like, I don't know what's wrong, you know, maybe I am doing everything. And it's like, well, listen, like, let's have a discussion about it. Or let's, you know, like, you know, let's, you know, there are these different types of things that are happening. So I, I, you know, I love that you guys talk about that. And I, I think it's so important and so crucial. And you know, it definitely needs to have more education around it. And it totally ties into, you know, I think, I mean, Scout, I don't know how you feel about social media, but I feel like now that we're seeing these, all these different types of effects from social media, it's starting to become more of a discussion. We're starting to see different side effects from it. But I mean, like, how do you feel about all of that? Yeah, you know, I really take Instagram with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily let it consume me, except now I have because I follow E! News. But before oh my that, God. don't blame this on me. <laughs> um, honestly, like I, I don't go into Instagram that much. I don't like think about like, oh, I haven't uploaded in four days. I upload when I take a good photo if I'm out or whatever. And like Instagram used to be a much bigger part of my life when I used to blog for a little bit. And I had a lot of fun with it. Like I had fun taking pictures. I had fun getting dressed up. I mean, that's, if you can just look at it as, as fun, I mean, it's a really powerful tool and it's a great form of expression. It's where you start comparing or getting down on yourself about other people's lives. Like I follow a lot of people with really great lifestyles. And instead of looking at them with jealousy, I look at them and say, oh, that inspires me to work harder today. So it's really about your perspective and how you're consuming these images. I don't want to, like, that's a really strong thing to do to like, let that, like you said, instead of looking at it in jealousy, like let that say, this is going to inspire me to work harder. Like, I feel like that takes a hell of a lot of strength. Because, I mean, I look at people sometimes, I'm like, what a fucking bitch. Like, she's <laughs> doing so well, you know? Like, and it's... That's and it, okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, I mean, I love that. And it, it is, you know, I think that that's... I love that you're talking about perspective and, like, going into it like that. And, you know, just, again, I mean, I'm a very big person of like staying in your own lane and putting your blinders up, but sometimes that doesn't always work. And it's sometimes it's not always, you know, like it's, what's the right word to describe this? Like, I don't want to be like, it's not always possible, but it's not always reasonable. Like there's, you're going to be influenced by people in your surroundings. There's going to be things that you see and things that you can't help. And to really make sure that you're like, okay, look, I want to go into this positively. And I want to make sure, you know, like I'm doing it the right way. I don't know. I, I just think that's a really, really strong characteristic for sure. And I don't like, don't get me wrong. I definitely get trapped into comparisons every now and then. It's something, you know, it's hard not to, when you see someone, you're like, I want that body or I want that house or I want, you know what I mean? But I really try to quickly, what helps me actually a lot when I start comparing is I start listing things that I'm grateful for in my own life. And then I feel like my life rocks. So. Dude. Why are you guys the greatest people ever? <laughs> you just have to be, you have to be secure in yourself. Yeah. And, and yeah, the comparisons come from some sort of insecurity within. And it's just like practice some self-love, practice self-worth. We're all amazing. We have an incredible, and we're just so blessed. And like, we just forget it all the time. So all we see is other people's blessings constantly. Yeah. And I mean, that's again, remember, like, that's the whole point of social media, right? We're showcasing, you know, what we love and the good things and all that stuff right. like that. So, totally. So, I want to ask you guys, you know, you clearly are awesome, and I love you, both of you, so much. Maddie, especially love you since I just met you. It's like yeah. a real bond, you know? But, you know, how do you guys feel like you're kind of influencing your podcast community? I like, I hope we are 
bringing some sort of substance and information and amusement into people's lives. That's really all I care about. Um, I'm not trying to sell anyone a product or, or, you know, trick anyone or manipulate anyone. And I think sometimes I feel that way by influencers in a way, Mm -hmm. but for me and for our podcast, it's a raw conversation. It's, it's us being so silly and so ourselves. And I don't want to cheat anyone of that. And, but I also want to make sure that they are learning something and walk away feeling informed and like they're elevated rather than pushed down. And I think that after, you know, a long Instagram scroll, I don't think we can always say that we are feeling our best, but I think I've had really positive experiences listening to podcasts and feeling inspired and energized. And that is, I just want to make more of that. And I want people to have that feeling once they've they've listened to an episode of OKSIS. Also, I would say that something that um, I think Mads and I really strive to be for our community is approachable. So we answer all of our DMs, all of our emails. Um, I've even gotten on the phone with some of our listeners um, because they want advice about something or something we said on the podcast resonated with them and they want to talk further about it. And so I just always want to be there for our community, you know, as best as we possibly can. Um, Like I don't see, I think a lot of either podcasts or influencers, um, they get it wrong by seeing themselves as superior to their community or like some, yes, they're a leader, but I think they see themselves on a, on a pedestal. And I do not see us like that at all. Like (laughs) I, uh, I am parallel to all of our community or all of our followers, listeners, people. I'm shocked people even listen to Yeah. Like literally we looked at, we never, we didn't even know we had reviews and we looked at (laughs) our Apple podcast. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh my god people are listening to this like we were so floored by the most the sweetest messages about how they like crack up at us but they also learn about like the greatest tips and I just didn't even think I was way I was excited to hear feedback and I just I don't even know why we never looked at our reviews and it was such a pleasant surprise uh, because I think that's our main intention is to be our authentic selves. Authenticity. I fucking hate that word, but it is true. Like we, are, we are our we complete don't selves. We do not filter anything. Oh, no, ma'am. You should <laughs> Whitney, listen to our episode that's dropping on Monday. We get, oh, God. We, I, get, we get intimate with Maddie and me. Oh, I, my God. I don't yes. think. Yes. I don't think I've. You're not ready for this to come out. I know. There's something I say that I have, I literally haven't even told my boyfriend. Oh, this is oh, going to be good. Oh, yeah. Can I give her a hint? Yeah. Yeah, it's drop it. about how we masturbated as children. And to oh! the day. And to the day. We, re- we interviewed a sexologist. I mean, we got into it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that is the probably the juiciest thing that's ever been said on my podcast. What <laughs> to be Hell yeah. Damn. Okay. I, first off, I love that. Second off, uh, that's amazing. And I can't wait to listen. And everyone that's listening, freaking Monday, here we go. (laughs) It's probably going to be posted after Monday, but you know, well, I'll link it. It's fine. Show notes. Got those. Perfect. So let's go ahead and move into rapid fire. I'm so excited to ask you guys these questions. I know that I'm going to get some great responses and also maybe some even juicier dialogue. Let's see. Yeah. All right. Favorite Instagram to stalk? Sivan Isla. Wait, what'd you say? Say that one more time. Sivan Isla. Oh, yes. She's great. I'm obsessed with her. I just want to like pick up her house and steal it. Yeah. Yeah. And just, she's such a good interior designer. And then live in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why, why is she that good? I don't follow her that closely. Like, I know who she is, but like, what is it? Does she do interior design? Is that why? No. I think she's just a she's, she's just, just super good at it. Yeah, she has a good eye. What about you, Mads? Heather McMahon, all the way. I know we mentioned her earlier, but yeah. she is by far I get so excited when I'm you know clicking through fucking stories after story and she pops up on my phone. 
oh, it's like a moment of happiness. <laughs> I love her so much. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, you guys already kind of answered the next one, but favorite social media hack? Oh yeah. I'm following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I love that. All right. I'm excited to hear about this next one. Your go-to self-love or wellness practice. Right now, mine has to be essential oils. Okay. Love that. Are you ingesting them or are you just kind of like No, I just put them, them on my wrists, on my ankles, on my temples, on my lip. I smell them. I have like a whole little routine that I got going on. Ooh, I love that. And journaling. I do a lot of journaling. Oh, I, I just started journaling again and it's been, it's been very eye-opening. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Yes. I exercise every day. And that is something that is non-negotiable. We went together today. I know. Scout has started to work out again, and I am very proud. That's amazing. What's your favorite kind of workout? What, are you like a gym person? Are you like a spin person? So I have class pass. I kind of dabble in, dabble in everything. I'm a, I do cycling, yoga, bar, Pilates, boxing, um, like hit classes, literally anything, I will do it. Uh, that's amazing. Good for you. I, I suck at working out. <laughs> I literally suck at it, but I'm trying to get back to that space. So you got it. We're working, we're working toward it one day at a time, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Your favorite weird ass fashion trend right now. So I'm like super late on this game and Maddie's going to make so much fun of me, but the chunky white dad sneaker. Terrible. Oh, they're terrible. And terrible. somehow my cousin bought some before me. And I was kind of like, 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 I was like, how, like, how did you beat me to this? But I don't know. I kind of hated them and now I kind of want a pair and now I don't know what to do. I got one. It's too late. Let me, it is a little late. I jumped on the bandwagon too late, but I feel fucking fabulous in them. Right? They look like you're wearing ice skates. Okay, well, you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I I will have to say, I was a pretty big fan of, like, the Dior, like, visors. Oh, I never got into that. um, I don't don't own any, but I I can appreciate them. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Appreciating from, from afar is usually key. Yeah. All right, Maddie, what about you? I like scrunchies right now. Oh, girl, yeah. I got one in my hair. Yeah, me too. I'm really into silk scrunchies. So cute. And I love that everyone's like wearing them on their wrist again. Yes. My aunt used to have, she's like the most stylish little cute person on the planet. And she used to have this giant drawer that me and my cousin would like sneak up into her bedroom and just like look through all of her scrunchies. Like she had like velvet, like blue ones and cheetah print ones and silk ones and like Every material, and I'm not kidding, there's probably a hundred scrunchies in this drawer. Oh my God, that would be my heaven now. I know. I was like, what did you do with all of them? And she's like, I don't know. I secretly think that she has them like hidden in a closet somewhere. Yeah. Probably. (laughs) All right. What about your go-to cocktail? Sauvignon Blanc. Mm. Yeah, we don't drink cocktails over here. Well, Um, I'll drink a skinny margarita every now and then. Oh. Uh, that's not a cocktail. It's just tequila and that's water. That's a cocktail. I mean, well, are like tequila we... and water, right? Well, skinny, uh, I mean, you can make it a couple different ways. Here's the thing that you want to avoid with a good skinny. You got to tell them to lay the fuck off the agave and start yeah. using the, uh, what is it, contro to sweeten it up a little bit, along with maybe even like a splash of Grand Marnier. Then you're Gucci. But like if they, you're really into skinny margaritas, dude, I, here's the thing. So I, listen, I recently, not recently when I turned 25, I don't know what happened with my body. I don't know if I like, like contracted some new allergy, but I cannot drink tequila anymore. Like it legit makes me like nauseous and sick. And I'm talking like one sip and very unfortunate. It's the most unfortunate thing ever, Scout, because it, you're right. I love tequila. Like, my dream is to start, like, a tequila company. Like, that's what I want to do. And I'm wow. like, yeah. So, you know, RIP Whitney's tequila drinking, but it's fine. 
My favorite, I only drink wine or scotch. Classy bitch. Okay. It means a single malt scotch. I mean, just the fact that she said scotch. Maddie just hit me. You missed it. She just hit me because I was trying to make her sound pretentious. <laughs> um, no, it's I, I got into whiskey. How many years ago was it? Like two years two ago. Two years ago because I, I can't drink cocktails because I, I don't like the sugar. It just gives me a headache or it makes me sick. So mm-hmm. I, and I was going to bars and all I was ever drinking was either a glass of wine or a shot. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. Like I want something I can just sip on. That's not like mm-hmm. wine if I'm at a dive bar, you know? So, yeah. um, I thought about all, all the alcohols that you can sip and I thought whiskey had the most, most, uh, sophistication behind it. And also I didn't want anything to me from being in boardrooms with old men and I just had this fantasy of them being like okay the men are gonna drink scotch to be like oh bitch I can fucking drink the scotch with you and hold the rocks because I can do it neat and so rained myself it took a while because it was really gross in the beginning but your boyfriend and I made so much fun you guys made so much fun of me but I stuck with it and I drink just single malt scotch um, I'll do, I need to do it on the rocks though. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm drunk enough, I can, or if it's really good, I can do it neat. But yeah, I, I now crave the taste. I love, I love it. And that's also a dream of mine is to make, uh, to create a scotch company. I would love. Uh, I love that so much. I kind of, I was like, I mean, I don't know. I think I just chose tequila because number one, I love shots, but then I couldn't handle the hangovers from all like the crazy sugar. And then I was like, okay, what's a badass drink that uh, involves salt and lime? And I was like, here we go, tequila. But yeah. I, my favorite thing too is like, I love like, I love a really, really amazing glass of tequila on rocks. Like, mm. I think my favorite one. It's not super nice. It's not crazy high end, but it's uh, Casamigos. Yeah, yeah, everyone loves everyone loves Casamigos. Love Casamigos, and then the other one is the one that blanking on the name, but George Strait was like kind of like the person that endorsed it, like the celebrity endorsement. Mm-hmm. And it's called I'm forgetting. I'm totally blanking on it. But anyway, it that one's also amazing too. And so that was like kind of that was yeah, kind of my go to thing. But I don't know what happened. I can't drink it anymore. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry for your loss. And I have to choose a different alcohol to get drunk off, I guess, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What about your favorite reality TV show? Batch Nation. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Yeah, we're big batch batch kids over here. Yeah. What did you guys think of this season? I liked it. I wasn't a fan of Hannah when she was announced as The Bachelorette, but I actually really like her. But they was spoiled for me, so I accidentally read a spoiler. So now I'm just, like, pissed that I know what happens. Oh, that's the worst. No, it's so bad. You don't even want to know. And I have no one to talk to about it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody else. Yeah. I'm not a Hannah fan, but I'm obviously – I think and we're really good. And I think Paradise is going to be – Fire. Fire. Yeah, I'm excited for Paradise. I'm excited for, see, I think I just like watching Paradise. Like, I, I always get into The Bachelor, Bachelorette, like, the first, like, four episodes, and then I, you lose me. And it sucks, because, like, all the drama happens, like, later, but I'm, like, I don't know, I can't stick with it. I've, I've tried so many times. Mm. I can't not stick with it. Like, I have to watch The Bachelor. Except you didn't watch it when it aired this I know, one. but then I binged it. Like, I could I never, like, not watch a season. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. we're, yeah, we're big, we're big Batch people. I love that. Batch Nation for life. I love mm-hmm. it. All right, your favorite podcast? Okay, sis. No, <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> no, um, for me, I love, I love podcasts where it's really, intelligent people commenting on current events or pop culture or just, you know, certain trends. Um, so keep it is a really good one from crooked media. It's these three comedy writers and they just talk about pop culture, but in such like a sophisticated way. And then second life is Hillary Kerr's podcast where she interviews female entrepreneurs, really good raw conversations. And then I love The Ringer Dish. Anything by The Ringer is like my favorite. 
and my favorite is right now don't keep your day job and uh skinny confidential oh so good i i love both of those i gotta ask are you guys uh my favorite murder fans no no it's sad i know really I don't do murder. We don't we don't do murder. We don't do we don't do scary, creepy things. We're not I watch Game of Thrones and I get nightmares. I can't deal with that. <laughs> okay, see, I'm like I I like, here's the thing. I can't handle a horror movie and I wasn't really a true crime person. And I think I fell in love with both of them before I fell in love with like really the true crime aspect of it. That's what that's what people say, yeah. They yeah. Love and I just kinda like that they like I think one of my favorite things too is like how they talk about how comedy is like healing for them mm-hmm. and how they both use comedy to talk about things that are sometimes like uncomfortable or sometimes like very taboo. And I, I, for, I don't, there is just something about them and the way that they handle these stories. I love it. Like, it's not even necessarily really like not to, I mean, the stories are amazing and they're, you know, bringing like, you know, education and honor to the stories and all these things that are happening. But I just love the way that they handle it. Like, it's just, it's so, I don't know, I'm hooked, clearly. Yeah, I, I, that's what I, I only hear good things. And everyone says that exact same, uh, everyone says the same thing, that it's just like, it's them too. And yeah, the content is good, but it's like, it's, and that's kind of where, not to bring it back to us, that's kind of what, you know, when we were starting the podcast, I was like, we, we're not niche enough. Like we, everyone has a podcast. Like w- if we just talk about anything and everything, it's not going to be, and I'm like, no, like my favorite podcast is when it's really amusing and cool and influential and people I respect just talk. I could hear them. I could listen to them talk about anything. I don't give a shit. Just like the way that people speak. And so that's kind of what propelled me to, to really jump into this is like, the best podcasts are just, it's the people behind it. Like, of course the content needs to be, you know, premium, but it is, it starts with the people and their voices and, and yeah. So I hope we can be that to other people. I love that. And I think, I mean, I think you totally nailed it. I think that's why the podcast community is so much different than like, again, like any other kind of like social media community, not that it is a social media, but like, you know, it, it is, it's all about, like you said, like the people and their voices and like you do, you fall in love with these people. Like you feel like you're actually having a conversation right alongside with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Our cousin, when she listens to our podcast in the car, she'll, she'll end up talking back to us accidentally. <laughs> that's amazing. I know. That's- we were talking that. That is so awesome. Well, guys, you have been so much fun. I mean, I love I love talking to Scout always. And Maddie, you've been so awesome. And I'm so happy I got to really hear the full download of OKSIS, you know, and also hear the voices behind it and kind of, you know, interview you guys for a chance. That was pretty cool on my end. I really am stoked about it. We love when the tables are turned. And thank you so much for having us. This was like, so we're so happy to be on your podcast oh I'm so happy to have you guys on and we'll definitely have to go have a glass of uh wine and slash uh scotch it's very yes. I'm so down I love it well thanks so much guys okay, thank bye, you bye,